Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm your host, Fergus. Tonight I'm going to be joined by Richard, Lee, Scunny, Trevor and Dan. We're going to talk and look back at the Project Restart and the first two games of the season. Uh, we have a, just a general Gooner debate and debate about some of the things that came up in that, those games. Um, and then we'll briefly look ahead to Southampton and the FA Cup at the weekend. This is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Do hope you enjoyed. If you do, like and subscribe to us. Um, enjoy the show. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Lockdown hair for some of us, uh, not for others. Um, welcome to episode 122. Uh, we're going to look at Project Restart. Um, some people are growing their hair on their heads, some on their chins, some on their... Who knows? We don't want to look there, do we? Um, <laughs> Richard, you've stepped in at the last minute. Mem, unfortunately, couldn't join us due to some family issues. We hope all that goes well for him. Um, Richard, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Thanks, yeah. I've just got back from a run, actually, so I'm a bit hot. Uh, I'm, I haven't gone back from a run, and I'm sweltering, so, you know, it doesn't make a blind bit of difference. Oh, okay. It's 30 degrees down. <laughs> it's, it, is, it is warm, yeah. It is warm. <laughs> uh, Lee, how are we? Fantastic, Fergus. Upbeat and looking forward to Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so, point, that was almost it? believable, wasn't it? It was nearly. <laughs> you told me to be up, mate, so I'm going to be like, you know. Oh, I'm yeah, under yeah, orders. Yeah. <laughs> Trev, Mr. Positivity. Hello, boys. Yeah, Sarah, uh, what, what's your name? Fergus, you'd be a lot cooler if you took that syrup off your head, mate, I'll tell you. It just it doesn't, doesn't fit. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm upbeat about Thursday because it's my birthday on Thursday and the Arsenal are going to give to make me smile. And and that's the end of it. I'm not having any arguments from any of you. We're going to win 3 or 4 nil at Southampton. Now then, that's it. Move on. <laughs> Gunny, we got you in the background uh, operating on a like training Thursday, Trev. <laughs> you what, mate? Happy birthday for Thursday, he said. So working, a bit of a yeah. yeah. Mike, we've got you working in the it's background. We've got you working in the background. Thank you very much for that. And uh, you're joining in. Uh, uh, we've got some guys joining in the chat. And Ed, how are you doing, Ed? Or is it Shadran? Someone in the chat, what? No, no, we're talking about you. This is a real, del- there's a real delay here between people. Like, I can hardly hear what's going on. But yeah, it's like, it's like a satellite link good. America, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's like everyone's two minutes delayed from each other. I'm all good, thank you very much. I'm really happy. The sun is shining, my sunglasses are on. I uh, have uh, looking forward to Thursday, really positive tonight. And some idiots wanted this season cancelled, some idiots have tapped out for the rest of the season. You won't hear any of that from me. Uh, all good. Thanks, Fergus. All good. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Can't believe what a load of rubbish, Poxy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so let's look at the Man City game. Project Restart uh, happened. Um, very different lineup. We had a very youthful lineup. Um, what did what did you make of the lineup? Um, I'll start with you, Dan. Um, what did you make of the lineup? No Ozil. Yeah, I was listen. I'm going to take these off now because I look rather daft. Uh, I was actually all right yeah. with the lineup, oh, to gosh. be honest with you, boys. To be honest, I actually was actually all right with the lineup. A lot of people weren't. <laughs> a lot of people weren't. They all said, you know, how frustrating the lineup was. I was all right to see some of these youngsters. I was happy to see No Ozil. I was happy that we didn't have David Luiz starting. I was more than happy with the lineup. And I think for the first 20 minutes, to be honest with you, boys, Arteta looked like he had some kind of. Um, some kind of game plan that I think both sides were a little bit nervy. Maybe it was the first game, but of course it was a bit of a keeping each other out at the moment. Leno had made some fantastic saves for the first half and it all kind of went wrong as soon as Pablo Mari got sent off. Well, uh, sorry, injured. I must say with Mari, I actually thought he looked quite commanding for the first 20 to 25 minutes. I didn't actually think he looked so bad at the back. I thought he was one of our um, kind of better defenders. And of course it was gutting to see him go off and, devastating that he's going to miss the remainder of the season because we've still not seen enough of him. You know, we've seen him against West Ham, Portsmouth for now Man City for that 20 to 25 minutes. And of course, as soon as David Luiz come on, it all went wrong. And there was two absolutely horrendous mistakes, which none of us should be shocked at because this is what David Luiz does. And um, I know Arteta has made him better. He's improved him as a defender and improved him in his side, but it just proves that he's not good enough and he needs to go. And I hope that is the last that we see of David Luiz. Um, so that was my kind of, uh, opinion of the starting lineup and the start of the game, Ferg. Lee, um, I know in our chat you've been, um, <clears throat> let's just say, vocal um, with regards to what you've thought of the the, the lineup that uh, Arteta, um, even even about Arteta himself. Uh, you know, what did you make? Let's let's just try and stick to the start of the game. And what do you think of the the first twenty minutes or so with the injuries that we had um, with the um, with the the useful lineup as well. Well, for the first twenty minutes, I, I didn't think it was too bad. Even, even like the first half up until um, the goal, you know, I, I look at it and I say to myself that yes, City are going to make a lot. They are going to make chances. There's no two ways about that. They're a good side, so it's about digging in and, and uh, you know seeing it through to half time and then maybe changing it half time. But unfortunately, uh, we you know we got to injury time of the first half and, you know, um, old two Bob, he, um, he comes up with that mistake, you know, and uh, you think to yourself, right, is he going to change at half-time? No, maybe not. That's probably the right thing to do. But five minutes into the second half, um, old two Bob decides to go and do it again, you know, and, and that puts us right into the, the, the 20. We're up against 10 men, game over. Simple as that. You know, move on to, uh, you know, uh, uh, Saturday where we can get the three points. Um, that's what I see of the um, the game. Um, it didn't quite work out on Wednesday, and, and it certainly didn't work out on Saturday as well. So, uh, and I'm, I'm no, not criticising Arteta. Um, all I'm saying is that I, I've looked at it over the last couple of days, and I think that this job may be too big for him. But in saying that, I think it would be too big for most of the coaches out there. I, I think it's a real difficult job that he's got to do. He's got to bring in some players, hopefully being backed by the by the board. If he's not going to be backed by the board, he, he's up against it big time, boys. And, uh, you know, the most experienced manager in, or coach would struggle. 
And unfortunately, what I'm what I will say about McCarthy, he is going to make mistakes, boys. He's going to make loads of them because he's he's learning on the job. And if um, mm. if you think that's right for Arsenal Football Club, then then fair enough. My my argument is that George Graham and Arsene Wenger they made mistakes at uh, lesser clubs, i.e. George Graham at Millwall. He was making you know learning his trade there. Arsene Wenger, uh, you know, all around Europe and then um, uh, in Japan. And we've got a coach now that's going to make mistakes um, while while we're going. Hopefully, he'll make all the mistakes this season, apart from the game against Spurs. And then um, next season, you know, you know what he's doing, and hopefully, uh, we could have a better season. Trevor, that's, that's me uh, negative. Be very positive from now on. <laughs> hey, but listen, in the comments, people are agreeing with you. Ben Bennett says, Bodham Lee and so on. We're not going to put your comments up today because we've got issues with um, with the connection and this causing problems with the sound and so on. So we're just going to keep us four handsome, six handsome. I have to think about it for a second. Six handsome men on the screen here and the ginger one. Um, Trevor, um, <laughs> your thoughts on what Lee had to say there. Like, you know, our last chance uh, our last win against City is when we uh, were 2-1 and we played 4-1-4-1 uh, Francis Coughlin everyone came along said he was going to be our new mid midfield general uh, what did you make of to be honest there was very much to talk very little to talk about in the second half of this game anyway it was mostly is mostly in, in the first half and one sideshow had done what he's done the, 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 the match was over what did, what did you make of the the, the game well, I totally disagree with Lee. Every word he said, to be honest. No, I don't. Lee, I'm only joking, son. I'm only joking, son. I'm only kidding. <laughs> he's fishing. He's fishing. <laughs> we are. This sound is terrible, boys. But no, I think once we lost, we lost Mari, and then we lost Xhaka, and whether we like him or love him, and I, I'm not keen on a man Xhaka, but he is probably about the best we've got out of a bad bunch in that position at the moment. I was very much hoping that Arteta would have had a, a real strong game plan to at least nullify Man City. But uh, I've got to let him off because, I say, once he lost Mari and uh, Xhaka and, and uh, that Louise came on. And when, when Fergus, when you asked us, was it last week or a week before, you asked us to name three players that we'd sell, I straight away I said Louise because he makes too many mistakes. And he's cost us. He is cost us. At least a point, I think, at Man City, the, the man himself, and uh, I'm very disappointed in that. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk too long about Arteta. We've got to give him the season. I think it's dead right. I don't think. I think Lee Lee the now squarely on the head when he said, "I don't think any coach could coach this bunch of players." I think he's. I think Lee's exactly right. Uh, you mm. know, we've had we've had Emery. We even had the back end of Wenger. We had we went downhill. We've had Emery and and we had Lundberg, and now we've got Arteta. But if, if I had to choose someone to stick with it, I, we've got to stick with Arteta. And we've had this disruption. Let's move into next season and hopefully see some improvements and hopefully buy some players. I want to buy a midfielder badly. I think no, need, two I midfielders. A midfielder, a midfield, central midfielder, and we need a defender. But that, that's that's for another discussion. Mike, um, the midfield, we talk about the midfield. Once we lost Shaka, again, not many fans of Shaka on this podcast uh, generally. Um, but you do have to say um, that Shaka has made a difference when he's not played. Um, we've not won. Um, the uh, midfield just 
This appeared in the game against Man City without Shaka. And we'll look at the Brighton game coming up and you can see that we were missing him there because Quendouzi is just not up to that job. Thoughts? I don't see how we missed him. I don't even think he would have made a difference. I don't understand where that's coming from. Uh, I don't I don't get where it's coming from. He makes no difference whatsoever. He doesn't score goals. We've had two two goals from midfield this season, even before the break and I after it. In in fairness, in fairness, I do agree with that. We, we don't have any midfield uh, midfield goal scorers like when we had well, Ramsey it, and so on. It's, but he, it's he it is one. No, I'm, I'm sorry, Fergus. Going to it's coulda woulda shoulda. It really is. It's like you say we miss him, but I don't see how we are missing him. He, he makes no difference to the team whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> sorry, it's just the way I see it. It makes no difference. Listen, I don't like he, he wouldn't have made a difference if he stayed on at Man City because I, even I said we was going to lose even before we got injured. Uh, and I still don't think he would have made a uh, difference between uh, in at the Brighton game. I just don't see how he makes a difference. Richard, thoughts on that? Jack, I know you're, you're, you're yeah. keener on the guy than most. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he gives balance in midfield. I mean, you know, I understand he's not he doesn't score that many goals. He's not scored at all this season. Um, but I do feel that, um, I mean, Man City, yes, if he'd stayed on or not, probably wouldn't have altered the result. As it turned out, anyway, I mean, you know, you saw again from Man City last night, they're much better team than us. And I think that, you know, for us to have got any result there would have taken a monumental performance from everybody. So I don't think that mattered. But I do think it made a difference to the Brighton game. Uh, he, he does give a balance in midfield. And when he's not there, we, we sort of lack that. And, you know, I'm not saying he's a great player necessarily, but he's the best that we've got in that position. And, you know, unfortunately, that's the situation that we're in. We need better players, clearly. But, he is the best that we've got there. And when he doesn't play, I do think we do miss him. And I do think we missed him on, on certainly more on Saturday than, than perhaps against Man City. Well, having said that, when, when Arteta's put his plan out for the Man City game, Xhaka gets injured in the first minute and suddenly he's got to rethink the whole structure of the team again. So it made a massive difference to that game as well. I, I say I don't think it would have affected the result necessarily, but, um, you know, having an injury that early in the game would have had an effect on, you know, the whole setup that it put for the team because obviously he had a plan in place for that game didn't he because the team he picked was a quite a surprise so he must have had a plan there and obviously losing Xhaka straight away sort of threw that straight out of the window because Ceballos came on and he's not the same player is he he's not the same sort of player he offers no. something different to what Xhaka does and you know that obviously affected I think the way that the, the team ended up playing on that particular game and again probably the Brighton game I think as well we were fortunate enough to have five substitutions available to us in the game because of Project Restart. Uh, we had to make two early on. We had to make the five substitutions in three stoppages. Uh, so we had to make three substitutions probably when we didn't want to make them at that magic 68 minute, the Rafa Benitez minute, isn't it? Um, when everybody normally makes the substitutions. Uh, so we brought on Lacazette. Uh, uh, sorry, we, we took off Lacazette, but Eddie on. Uh, no, we took took Eddie off for Lacazette, Guendouzi for Nelson, we look for Maitland and Niles. Maitland Niles got a run out, uh, Dan, in his preferred position. What did you how did you think he did in that role? I know it was only for 20 minutes, but how do you think he did? I think he deserves a chance in this midfield because he gives us a little bit more balance than I think most, and also the energy and work rate. 
I'm not going to sit there and slate kids. I'm really not. You know, I, I personally thought Joe Willick was really poor against Man City, but I'm not going to sit there and start slating him. I'm not going to slate Guendouzi. The people that I want to be seeing leadership from are the David Luizes and the Mesut Ozil's and Granite Chackers of this world, which we just don't see. Um, so I'm not going to start slating Eddie Nketiah and Nelson and all these players. I thought person. I think personally, if Ainsley Maitland-Niles has stepped up and he has proven to Arteta that he wants to be here, then that's good news because it looked to me towards the end before Project Restart that he was going to be out the door. I think Arteta had kind of had problems with his attitude and, and mentality. So if he's proven that he wants to be here, let's give the lad a chance. If he wants to be proven to be into this midfield role, this is the time to do it. Where now that we've got five subs. I personally a bit surprised he hasn't given him another chance at right back because I think Bellerin has been absolutely diabolical. I think he has been absolutely worse than poor. I mean, the guy has lost all of his pace. This injury has really, really affected him clearly. Uh, I can't see what he's doing. He's not got strong on the ball. So that's a position I think Maitland-Niles could get into. Um, but I think what Richard says there is interesting and what Scunny says. I mean, I, I'm not a Granite Jacker fan at all. I, I, I think he should be one of the ones that goes. But if we are saying that that is the best player that we have got in midfield, we need to start again, boys. We need to start again because look at the poor players that are around him. Now, I'm not going to get on Gwendouzi's back because he's learning still. He does make mistakes. He's had some really poor games in an Arsenal shirt and he's had some really good games in an Arsenal shirt. The problem with Gwendouzi is he's not learning off of any leaders or any role models. When Cesc Fabregas and Jack Wilshere come into this side, they could look at Vieira, they could look at Henri Burkamp. What's Gwendouzi got to do? He's looking at Urzu and, and Chaka thinking, is this the people I've got to play with? Christ, get some players in that I can learn that I can learn off of. So I'm looking at these youngsters now and I'd like to see some of them moulded into the team. But at the moment, I'm thinking I'd like to see them all in the team to just see what they can do together. So that's my saying on, on the youngsters at the moment and the team selection. Trevor, would you would you be up for that? Just like play our kids, get rid of the ones that you think we're going to be. There's going to be a clear out. There has to be a clear out in the summer, I would have thought. Um, so, uh, you know, you're going to get rid of names, whether he's loaned or sold to somebody in, in Turkey. Probably Ozil uh, is is probably going to go in, in, in this summer transfer window. Some other names uh, will probably go in this transfer window. Louise, we've got to... We, I don't know, we were meant to make a decision today on Louise and some of the other, other players. The 23rd of June was when, when we were meant to make the decision. Would you be for Project Restart Arsenal? I'd love to see the youngsters play play regularly till the end of the season now, Fergus, because I think we've got nothing to play for and nothing to lose. Um, I've, I, I, just, I just don't know where we go in the summer, though. We say we need a clear out, but Nobody's going to take these players off us, are they? Not the prices we need to get for them or not on the wages they're on. We are, we are in a serious, vicious circle of decline. And the only way we will fight our way out of it is, is when we get rid of the people that, that, uh, that, 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 you know, that, that are meant to be the leaders that are not, not showing their faces. I mean, I just want to go back to, to Xhaka very briefly, right? When I said Xhaka is the best we've got in that position... He is. Name me someone else. We haven't got any better. I don't want him at a club. You know, you know my feelings on what he did. But that, that's where we are. And it's a bad spot. So, yeah, bring the, bring the youngsters in. I want to work. I'll tell you what I do want to do. I don't want to see Saka playing on the right wing again, like he did against Man City. I want to see him. I know we're moving on to Brian, but I want to see him play where he did against, uh, against, against, against Brighton. And I want to, we could build a team around Saka in that position. We genuinely mm. could. 
it was quality. But I know we're going to talk about that in a bit. But yeah, we, bring we, the youngsters we, in. We're not going to. We, oh, we've got more of a relegation fight on our hand than we have getting in the top four. That's for sure. So let's just blood bring them in and let them go. See what happens. That, that's Fair a, play a perfect, they agree with that one, mate. Why perfect not? link there. Go on, Mike. Go. I'm going to say, why not? You know, like like Tred said, we've got nothing to lose. Well, we've got nothing to gain from it. You know, we, we've got we've got relegation, but I play them, see what they've got. You know, go for it. Why not? They can't do it, any it, worse it, than what's been happening now, can they? Is relegation a reality? We've got 40 points before oh. lockdowns. In theory, relegation is not happening to this year. I know, no, I know. Probably not, no. But what I'm saying is we're going to be in the bottom half of the table regardless, the way the current rate that is going. All right, yeah, it may look like it's it's bad at the minute. By it's the way, two boys, games since by the way, boys. Restart. Go on, Trev. Go on. With them, youngsters, with them youngsters, I include Martinez. Play Martinez for the rest of the season if Leno's out. Let's see what the boy does. We've got no choice, mate. Don't be bringing no weeks. Joe Art in. We don't want Joe Art. No, we don't want Joe boy. No, Lee. Lee, if we can drag you away from Twitter. Like, I know you got a lot of fans and stuff like <laughs> no, that. No, just, I've, just, I've just got some interesting news if you want to know it. You know what I mean? So, on, uh, I've just been by my reliable source. Uh, oh, not it. That, uh, <laughs> source. David, David, last Louise, week. David Louise. Has signed a new contract along with Ced- Cedric Suarez. Oh, three, year, three year deal for Suarez, one year deal for um, for uh, Louise, and Granite Xhaka is uh, available for uh, for uh, Thursday, if not Thursday, definitely back on uh, Sunday. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! This is supposed uh, to be a, this is supposed yeah. to be a this is supposed to be a positive podcast, Lee. Could you not give any negative? Yeah, sorry, it's positive. Jack and Spit is positive. Jack and Spit, so it's positive. There is some positive news. There is some positive positive news. Socrates is back in full training as well. <laughs> he could be available <laughs> for the weekend. No, no, it's, uh, it's getting positive. <laughs> Right, guys, and, uh, enough about us. Think, so what else we got to talk about? Because this is correct. <laughs> this is positive. Is Bernard, Bernard, Bernard Leno was only going to be out to four to six weeks. So there's some positives that's come out. That is positive. That's the that only positive. positive there ever is. But what yeah, my biggest please, worry is, if they're so, going to stop David Louise for another year, what, what does that tell you? Does that tell you that we're not going to be signing any central defenders or hopefully Crazy. he might go into midfield. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> centre arms and he going to midfield. Oh, Saliba, mate. That's our defender. We've already we've got, got him. Saliba. Yeah, we've got Saliba coming in. So we've got one defender coming in. It's just... But you, you, you could have and Saliba... We signed Mari as well, haven't we? Exactly, Richard. I was going to say, you could have Saliba, Lewis in the middle um, and then you could have Mari at the other side and play a three at the back. Uh, David Luiz, the only year he had a decent performance at Chelsea, he played in the centre for three. So, um, listen, I've always said he's a two out of ten or a ten out of ten player. I haven't seen a ten out of ten performance. And we might have had an, a slight inkling one game that he's played for Arsenal uh, that he's been good in that way. But apparently he's really good off the pitch, good in the dressing room, good for leadership skills. And we talked about all that, 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 that the likes of Guendouzi don't have leaders and stuff to look up to. So the guy's won stuff. It, it's got to be good. What I was going to ask you, Lee, was if you've we've got the issue with all these players on on huge wages uh, like Ozil on three fifty, and why why the hell would anybody want to sign him and pay us twenty million or thirty million for him, and then he'll 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 command a huge wage? Would you be in the marketplace to say we'll 
lend them to Fenerbahce for a year. We'll pay half his wages and they give us a 10 million fee or something. You, you, you know, there's got to be a way to restructure. Pay all his wages. Pay all his wages. I came out. Not, they're not so paid a lot. Take the hits. I, I, I'm with pay on that. I, I think it's too now. I think it's time to uh, to sit, pay up their contracts and get them out. You know what I mean? Like take a hit on them. Uh, if 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 it means as as uh, as Trev says, getting them on loan and paying all their wages, then so. But because I think what what he's doing is causing uncertainty, causing um, uncertainty with uh, even with the fan base. You know what I mean? Come come the game when he's being left out, then he's on the bench. Then. Then uh, he's not come on, and you know everybody's going oh this and that. I think it's putting untold pressure under under Artica. I think it is. You know, brought up a statement about um, that it was a tactical reason to leave him out of um, the Man City game, and then just to bench him against Brighton, which we'll talk about the Brighton game separately. But what did you think about the tactical decision? Well, I think, you know, in my eyes, you know, I mean, I think that all, all of us here would have turned around and said, like, um, um, that threw me there, like Scully just disappeared, like like a magician. <laughs> so, uh, but, um, <laughs> no, what, what, um, what, what I think is that, it, I think when we all picked our teams, for, for we all turned around and said, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in this, you know what I mean? We was going to have 40% of that play at the maximum and you know so that's 60% of Ozil at his weakness so I felt it was the right decision to leave him out is it the right decision to leave him out um, completely from the squad no he should be in the squad of 20 and then you get all the the, the rumour mill coming about you know why he's been left out one one is because he was he refused to take the knee another one saying if you put you know he's not going to have that on uh, the the um, uh, black lives save save black lives and all that on his shirt on, on his shirt because of the robbery and all that all total uh, conspiracies that just add, add more fuel to the fire make it you know I just think it's not right so instead of just and, mm. I, and I'm, I agree with Trev now it's time to just you know it's obvious that Arsenal don't want him they don't want him there it's obvious so do the right thing by the man and say look thank you for your service here's, here's some do a deal with him do something that we can deal with him where we can we can out you know you know don't try and keep you know forcing him out by by dropping him and doing things like that. I don't think it's it's, it's the Arsenal way, boys. I really don't. I think you know let's be up well, honest up front. Who knows? Who knows? Well, yeah, you know Emery done the same, and and uh, you know we all know what happened to Emery, and like you know if Arteta doesn't get a stranglehold of What's going on? I, f- I fear for him as well, going down the same route. Listen, after two 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 defeats, under all the circumstances of of lockdown and all what's gone on, you know, no one knows how it's being managed and everything like that. After two games, people are already starting to get onto Arteta's back. I've, I've even seen people saying that he should be sacked, get rid of now. You know, if, if this continues, it's only going to get worse for him. So, like, you know, let's 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 back the man. Let's let's give him the tools that he wants, and 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 make it easier for him to manage this. It's it's hard enough to coach and manage this situation with these players as it is, and we're putting other things on top of him. Emery, with all the experience in the world, couldn't handle that situation himself. So now what we're doing, we're going to pile all the same pressure on on a a novice. I don't think it's fair, Richard. 
finishing up on 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 this game um it was our first opportunity to watch uh british football our english uh, premier league football uh and it was on sky tv on two channels one had fake augmented sound and uh one didn't which did you choose which did you prefer did you click and try between them uh what did you think just quickly, actually, just before I answer that, I just want to go back to the David Luiz thing, right? Arteta yeah. um, said he wanted to keep him, and it's good to see that the club have backed his decision. Whether we want to keep him or not is irrelevant. Arteta wanted him, and the club have agreed and, and done what he wanted. So that's a good sign for me. That means that hopefully when Arteta says he wants to buy a player, the, the club will back him then as well. Let's hope that's what's happening, because I think that's quite important that they've done that. Because if, if the club got rid of David Luiz against Arteta's wishes, then that's undermining him right away, isn't it? So I'm actually happy that they've done that. Whatever we think of David Luiz, Arteta wanted him and he's and he's got him for another year. So well done for the club for sorting it out. And hopefully it's the start of something better. Um, in terms of the, the, the sound, I, I did switch between the two. Um, I preferred listening to it with the players sort of shouting rather than the fake noise, actually. Um just from a, maybe just to hear the players, you know, what, and there's some tactics and stuff that you maybe you didn't really hear a lot, but I actually preferred that. It felt like you were sort of in the ground, even though you're not, if you see what I mean, like a Sunday league game or whatever it is. It just felt a little bit more real, uh, the whole kind of fakeness of it all, really. And the crowd noise didn't really do it for me. It, you know, when the game was on BBC the other day, they they, had a, they didn't have the choice, did they? I don't think. You just had to have the crowd noise. I didn't like it at all. Um because it doesn't really match what you're seeing, if you see what I mean. You know um, what, I, th I think they, they, they improved that as they've gone along. Um, I had uh, We were having a barbecue on, on Sunday and we had the TV on in the kitchen and the Newcastle game was on and all of a sudden you heard a cheer for their third goal going in and you ran to the telly to see how the goal was. And so it did make you feel... If I, I think if you don't have an interest in the particular game and it's in the background, it feels more like football down the pub sort of thing. Yeah, maybe. But when yeah, it's your yeah, game, maybe. yeah I, I don't know about uh, you, Dan and, and Trev. I know on the Man City game, I could hear the boys going Arsenal, Arsenal, and all you could hear all the Arsenal chants and the away boys chants. And they just felt mis mistimed. Does that make sense, Dan? Yeah. Whoever's doing whoever's doing the sound is a joker, and he? he's having having too many whiskeys. I think it's been a joke. I've <laughs> seen people. Right. I I think, um, the Norwich, uh, yeah, it might be you, Ferg. Uh, the Norwich, yeah, the Norwich, uh, the Norwich game was hilarious. The Norwich game, they were at home, and it was three 0 and then the whistle went, and it went absolutely nuts. <laughs> Norwich wouldn't not be cheering three 0 loss. Trust me. And the Villa Sheffield no. United game was nil nil, and that went nuts at the end. I'm sure nobody would be cheering a nil nil. So yeah, not for me. Uh, I've actually been watching it on Zoom with some lads. Um, that a few of us know on here just to see if we can have some kind of chat while the game's going on because I can't listen to the to the how was that? sound. I, I've been invited onto the Zoom chat. I've refused because I actually prefer to watch the game and I'm streaming it anyway, so I, I don't want to kill my my stream. My only how, how my only down my only downside to it, mate. I'll be honest. The only bad thing about it is that everybody's delayed, so there's different times that people are watching the game. So there's a few minute people that haven't got Sky, let's say, that are watching it on a stream or whatever, and it's two minutes behind. So you know we're going to goals going in. That was the only downside for me. Um, and of course, the same that sometimes we have on here people talking at once or whatever that can sometimes affect uh, affect it watching the game but uh, listen it was some background noise it was someone to talk to during the game i thought the man's the man city game was was as expected 
Um, and I know we're moving on to the Brighton one. Uh, you know, for me, it was a little bit of a, a frustrating one, but at least we had some chat about it and it was a bit of banter during the game. Um, I'm not a fan of this crowd noise and these cardboard men in the in the seats and all this rubbish. I want to be there. I don't want to be watching <laughs> it with the cardboard You mean the Man City TV, mate, with half the play- with our fans missing oh, on the TV? Oh, it. A joke. <laughs> Jesus. So, Can't yeah, even not- the TV up with the fans, it's- never mind the stadium. Honestly, it's not for me, but I can see that they're trying and they're doing these things differently. But for me, no, I'm not a fan of it at all. Mm. Right, we're going to move on to the Brighton game and a a little bit of crossover. Do we have to? Um, But the Brighton game, the bit of crossover in the Brighton game is we're going to talk at some point about uh, Morpay's tackle uh, uh, to Leno and Leno's reaction. But also in the City game, you had Edison... Uh, wipe out his own player Garcia. So you know um, the comparisons that I'm probably going to use on there is the way a defender can come in onto a ki- uh, onto our keeper and be slagged off left, right, and centre on Twitter, and Edison can come out into his own player, knock him out, and and so on. And yet again, he's oh wow, he's still a fantastic keeper. Brighton had not won a home game this year; they'd not scored a goal in over five hours. Um, the lineup was a little bit stronger. It was a stronger lineup than we had against um, City. City, in reality, if we go pre-lockdown and even at the start of the season and we thought about the side that we are at the moment, we would never have hoped or wished or thought we'd get more than maybe a point up there. And I, I did have all our predictions. I was forced to go 3-2 by Lee, even though I went 2-2. But even then... You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think we expected to get very much there, but we did expect to get more against Brighton than we have. I know they've been a little bit of a bogey team, but um, I would have thought we would have gone there. Um, they're pretty much in the mire. They're probably going to go down, uh, and we could have also then, uh, because of what happened on Friday night, we could have gone gone, gone ahead Spurs, and that would have been a moral victory. Uh, more than anything else, uh, along with the three points, Trevor. What did you make of the the, the lineup, and and you know, um, what did you think of it? First twenty minutes, I thought we couldn't lose the game. I was wondering how many we were going to win by. You know, we looked all right, didn't we? Pepe seemed to be playing a bit better, and Saka, I thought, had found his 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 place. Uh, he looked amazing. And I thought, yeah, we'll be all right here. We're going to win this. By the way, I'm not moving on. Louise, you could play David Louise in a back three with Sol Campbell and Tony Adams, and he'd still give a goal away. He's that <laughs> yes, bad. Yes, Trev. Right? <laughs> now then. <Trevor> right. <laughs> but anyway, going there. back to Go Brighton. On, going back to Brighton. You, 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 I, I couldn't see us losing after the first 20 minutes off hour. I was, I, I was happy with everything. And, and then we just... We just stopped, didn't we? We just silly mistakes again. And the, the last five minutes, I said to my missus, we're going to give a goal away. We're going to lose this 2-1. I knew what was... I don't know about you, boys. be interested to see what you boys thought. But the way it went, I just thought the last five minutes, I knew we were going to give a goal away. Knew it. And we did. Uh, Dan, uh, Saka, unlucky. Uh, starting, he started that number ten sort of role. Uh, I think was it yourself earlier said that you wanted 
to see the team built around him and played another one of you guys said I think it was about- Trev but I totally went with him I thought he was the best player on the pitch really unlucky to hit the crossbar I thought he was lively he looks really good in that position I think that you know I like him on the left but he looks really lively in any time when he's on the pitch Saka doesn't matter where you put him at left back left wing or in the middle there he's certainly for me more suitable playing there than Mesut Ozil is but of course um, I would say that because I'm not a Mesut Ozil fan. So I think that when it comes to Bakary Saka, I think we can see somebody there who has the potential to be anything that he wants to be, worrying about his contracts, and I hope he, of course, signs. But he was the biggest positive for me in that game. Um, there was many a negative, trust me, in terms of uh, players. I thought Tobias was absolutely awful. And our two fullbacks are so bad. It is unreal. Kalasanak again, you know, just so poor. Bellerin. Are you reading <laughs> I've got down here Tobias Holding Bellerin All of them are all in my notes <laughs> Yeah I just Honestly I, I can't say much Positives about them I really can't I think Bellerin I mean I know you've never been A fan Ferg But my god he's been, He looks absolutely terrible Galasanak Poor again Tobias Really bad uh, Gwenduzi tried in the first half I thought he was pretty poor For the majority of the rest of it So yeah Not many positives I, I must admit though I will say this I thought as much as they were wasteful, it's the first time I've seen Lacquer and Aubameyang uh, intertwine for a long time. And Lacazette was pretty wasteful. That header, I thought he should have done a lot better. He had a chance where he took a touch and should have just hit it. Aubameyang had a couple of chances from the left where I think personally, if he was going through with the Lacazette chances, he might have done a bit better. But it's one of those things. But for me, I thought they were linking up pretty well. Um, it's just a shame they couldn't finish their dinner for that that game. But um, for me, very, very hard to find any positives, but certainly Saka was the main one for me. Lee, um, you touched, we touched there on um, Aubameyang playing on the left wing and also accommodating Saka in a number 10 role. Aubameyang on the left wing. You got Lacazette playing through the middle. Do you not think it's time for him to experiment with some sort of formation of a 4-4-2 that he can get Lacazette and Aubameyang up top because as Dan rightly said when they intertwine and, and, and interlink play together they're a much more potent force Yeah then you lose a midfield battle with the extra man in midfield I think that it's, it's got to be the way it is unfortunately now it looks like Aubameyang is going to have to play wide left for the foreseeable future unless they decide to go with Saka going onto the left-hand side now and, and bringing the Bamiang in the middle. That's what I would do now. Um, if, but in saying that, I thought Saka was, again, as, as you've all said, was our best player in that little pocket in midfield. I'd like to, why not, you know, listen, why not give him the next 10 games in that position? You know, I think that that's what you've got to do. Give him the experience to learn off, learn off yes. this, like, you know. Um, yes, yes, yes. For me, well said. Uh, for, for me, uh, I'm done with Lacazette now. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Nothing personal and all that. I, I, I think that he's just not um, ruthless enough in front of goal. We had a couple of chances in that game. And I agree with Trevor. He was totally dominate, dominating that game. But when you're on top, the old uh, saying is, when, you, when you're on top, you've got to take the chances. And we didn't. We allowed them to get back into the game. And when you allow teams to get back in the game, that's when you've got to de- dominate defensively and then try and win back the battle again. And, you know, we've got a fantastic goal. We've got a fantastic goal. You know, Pepe done really well. And then it's just, right, let's defend it, you know. And and I think that the naivety of, of um, Arteta coming to play there, because as we said, Bellerin was getting absolutely slaughtered on the right-hand side. We, we didn't put somebody in front of him to shore it up. Uh, we could have put Maitland-Niles in there, or even, as I said, uh, bring, him, bring him on. 
we just didn't do it. And, and, and both goals come from down that side and, and we end up losing. I will say this one thing. I'm going to try and be a little bit positive now because, you know, we've got to just forget about what happened before lockdown, you know, if and think what's going on in this. Because it's a mini sort of new league now. And Brighton will be at the top now because they've just gone and got a point at uh, Leicester uh, and missed the penalty. So they could have easily have won that game and they'd be like, uh, you know, so they're not as bad as perhaps what we was thinking Pre, pre-lockdown for whatever reason you know they've gone to Leicester today which not many teams have done by the way and got something out of it so um, you know um, perhaps our um, our optimism and uh, that has been our downfall you know because we've, we're expected to beat these teams and like uh, we've, it hurts a little bit more you know I, I certainly hurt more after the Brighton game than the Man City game because I expected us to get a result against Brighton where I did against Man City so uh, you know I mean so I'm, I'm going to go to Southampton with my expectations at a very level playing field and see what happens. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just think that we just don't defend. When we're away from home, when, you're, when, you, when you have to look at it, when you're away from home, it tells you all you need to know because that tells you what strengths you've got because you've got to have certain character about you going away from home. Now, whether it's with closed doors or not, you're going to come under pressure. You're going to have times when you ain't got the ball as much. It's, it's just a fact. When you're at home, you get more of the ball. It means you've got to defend properly. Not just your, your defenders, but your team on a whole. And we just don't do it. We just fall short of it. It's our weakest part of our game. And that's that's why we're, you know, 25 games without beating a top six side. And, and we're going to lose to teams like Brighton and other teams like that if we don't take our chances and defend like we're going to do. So we're in a little bit of a, a, a mire about that. We've got to sort out the defending and sort it out, not just um, because I, I, I have to say this, Tony Adams, Sol Campbell, fantastic defenders, right? But they had somebody in front of them got, uh, shielding them as well, i.e. Patrick Vieira, Gilberto, Edu, uh, Emmanuel Petit. These boys, as weak as they are, haven't got even that to look, you know, as a shield. You know, you know, if you put somebody in front of them, maybe they would be a little bit better. They wouldn't be as exposed as much, but they're getting exposed and uh, it's highlighting our weaknesses and hence why we're losing to teams like Brighton now. Richard, um, thoughts on um, Rob Holding. What did you make of Rob Holding's performance? Is the first one back for a little while. Um, personally, I thought it was quite rusty. Yeah, I mean, he was rusty, but I think that was to be expected. I mean, he's not starting the game, has he, since November, I think it was. So, um, I mean, he, he did OK. I mean, I think what the Brighton game showed more than anything is that in the Premier League, it's a lot of small margins in games, isn't there? I mean, we could easily have been 2 or 3-0 up and game's over, but we don't take our chances. And then at 1-0, it was really, really poor game management. Um, not only, you know, Arteta slightly maybe to blame for that, but the players as well. You know, at 1-0, you've got to see that game out. Um, you know, 15 minutes to go, you know, we worked hard to get the lead and that for 75 minutes, we actually played all right. It wasn't brilliant, but we played all right, didn't we? We created several chances. Um, I agree with everyone. Saka was fantastic. He's the future of this club, isn't he? Without a shadow of a doubt, we've got to get him contracted up and, you know, I think we need to make sure we keep him. But it is just small margins, isn't it? I mean, the, the, the equaliser was just sloppy defending again, you know, switching off from a short corner. Um, you know, Rob Holding, when he went to clear the ball, he kind of leant back when he should have just attacked it and got rid of it and that gave obviously their lad the, the opportunity to get his foot in the way and get it over the line I mean again that's a little bit of rustiness probably as well um, and even at 1-1 you know we, we I, I sort of agree with what, what Trev said there you got the feeling that Brighton was then on the up and um, 
and we're not very good at seeing out a result, are we? Especially away from home. I mean, we, we haven't won one away game, haven't we, since the start of the first game of the season. So, you know, we've got an issue there. And we can't see a result out. So it was a risky policy to try and hold on for a 1-1 draw. We should have tried to go and win the game and ended up, you know, it's ended up costing us, um, you know, right at the end. I mean, going back to, to what, People saying about throwing all the young players in. In principle, that's a good idea, but I just think it might really knock their confidence if they're playing in such a poor team and losing games. You know, I think that with young players, they need to have experienced players around them to, to bring them on and to give them confidence and to get some results. I mean, looking at it at the minute, I can't see too many wins coming along. And if you're throwing all the young players in into that environment, um, I don't know how many of them are going to be able to recover. If you go back, if you go back to the class of 92 with um, with uh, Alex Ferguson and he had his young kids and you'll never win anything with kids, as uh, Alan Hansen famously said, uh, he built the siege mentality. And, but but they, they'd won the league the year before, hadn't they? With, with different players, maybe. And they'd, they'd, won, they'd won leagues. They, they were a successful club at a, at a good time. They had a, a you know a experienced manager in. We've got a rookie manager. We've got a fairly average team and I just think that it could knock their confidence by losing game after game um, and I don't know well, if that's the right, the right development for them you know I think we need to maybe play them not all at the same time maybe mix and match play some of them rest some of them play some of them in different games and get them experienced but I think throwing them all in could be a bad move in terms of the future and their future development which I think is what um, Arteta is trying to do. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it could equally be his downfall. Mike, um, your favourite player was um, a one-off for your many favourite players, um, was at fault uh, for the equaliser, uh, Mustafi. Mm, uh, you've got, even got a graphic, haven't you, earlier on today. We're not putting the graphics on. Just for people to know that you, we, we can see your comments and we are trying to answer some of your questions in here. Uh, but because we've got a poor connection, my wife's probably on Netflix, um, we, we're not putting the, the comments up. But keep chatting among yourselves and, and we will try and talk to them. Come on, talk to me about this guy here that, uh, that you love so much. Well, is anyone surprised? Can I ask any of you lot? Are you surprised Sonny, by it? At Sonny, all? Did, you know I said 1-1. One, one. Did you actually say 2-1 Brighton? I'm sure you did. I did. Man, spot yeah, on. Yeah, me and uh, Max from Arsbros, uh, we have a league going, don't we? And uh, we, but me and him said 2-1, so we've got uh, three points there in our league. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I'm at the bottom of that league. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. What's that, Trev? Try again. I said, that's how bad it is. Even I went for a win to Brighton. I said Brighton would win 1-0, I think. it's. Uh, uh, but it's our level, boys. You're talking about experience. And you're talking about the Arsenal winning things. The, our current football standard, our current level, is probably nicking a draw at Brighton. Maybe get or losing the old, you know, to Brighton, drawing at Southampton. That's where we find ourselves. This is where we've gradually dropped to. Where does it end? I nearly swore then. Where does this end? It ends when our so I'm sorry, Richard, I'm disagreeing with you slightly, mate. But the, the likes of Xhaka and Erdil in particular, they've had their time. They've had their time. They've not won us anything. They've not even looked like winning us anything. Off your trot, boys. The, we can't do any worse with the youngsters. We cannot do any worse with the youngsters. And if we're going to... Play if we want experienced players to play with these youngsters, then we need to buy some decent experienced players, not the ones we've got. We need to spend, and that we goes. Need, we need to get out that losing mentality and the weakness mentality that these players have brought in. 
Absolutely. Uh, I know it's not just a, a recent thing with all this weakness mentality. This thing's been going on for a long time now. But this uh, this mentality that we seem to have at Arsenal it is a weak mentality and we need to get rid of it. Where, where's it come from, though, do you think? Because obviously it's a completely different set of players. It's a completely different manager, completely different setup behind the scenes in terms of recruitment, people and everything else. So why have we still got the same mentality that we had 10 years ago? What, well, why that, that that's the changed? question. That's the question. You see, you, you see, we've, we've had three. Some of these players have played under three, four managers so far for us. All right, Youngberg want a manager. But they've had the Wenger, some of them have had the Wenger area towards his end. And we all knew at that time, that era, towards his end, we was a weak team. All right, he was getting top four a lot of the time. And I think his last two seasons, he didn't get top four, he got top six. But he was still putting out weak teams. We were buying weak players. And now it just seems to have filtered down and filtered down and filtered down. But nothing's much has changed. Has much changed in the background? We, we had uh, Gazidas in at the time and then... We've had Raul and Gazidis. Now we've got Raul, so nothing's really changed in the background. Stuff has changed, Mike. You are right that the the sides that Wenger put out and the, and the achievement that Wenger did in uh, you know seven, eight, nine, ten years ago yeah. was was fantastic with the quality of players that we were selling on to fund the stadium move, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's partly the stadium, but Richard also was right in saying ten years. What happened ten years ago? Some yank came in and bought our club, and that. Well, he wasn't the full owner, though, was he, at the time? He was only part shareholder. Is now, and the rot gets worse. Well, it's, it's, I don't know if it is. Is it him, though? This is this is one question. I know there's a lot of things going around about Stan Kroenke, but he's not he's not in the country that often. You know, he's employing people to do that job. You know, and if these people are doing this job, I've said this before, if these people are doing the job that they're meant to be doing, how he needs to, he needs to sort that out and get rid of them. You know, but Mike... Stan, it starts off saying, yeah, get Kroenke out, but we've had the Wenger out, like Lee said earlier. We've had every manager out so far. Why can't we turn around and start saying, right, it's not the manager, it's the guy behind him. So you've got to look at now. We've got to look. We've had the Gazidis. He's gone. So now we've got Raul and that Viennai. Why ain't anyone saying get these out? These are not good enough. No, 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 no. I, I, think, I think the whole the whole board level, including the owner, is rotten, and I think it should go. If you, you say um, Stan Kroenke is, isn't uh, in the country very much, etc., but you look at Chelsea with Abramovich, he's not been allowed in the country for the well, last this year. This is what I'm saying. They've employed people to do the job for him. Stanford Bridge. You look at, what's the guy at um, at Liverpool? Ray, John... The Glaciers. I know that's Manu. Yeah, well, they're doing a moneyball thing. Liverpool came from absolutely nowhere, being eighth and ninth a few years back, to now being one of the best teams in the world, in the country. But, well, the, the world club yeah. champions, weren't and they? And I know people are going to turn around and say they've had money thrown at them, but yes, they've spent the money in the right way. You see, the people that they've got employed at that higher level, or the owners out there sort of employed these people at the right level, are they doing their job? What are ours doing? We've just signed David Luiz on an extra contract. Come on. Mike is Mike is right, Fergus. Mike is right, mate. We 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 have spent money. I'm not saying that Kronk is a good guy. Don't don't take this the wrong way. But well, look I'm not at the facts, so, right? We yeah, you're right, Mike. We have spent money and plenty of it, right? It's the people that choose who we buy that are the problem, in my view, right? I mean, when we went and paid all this money, a lot of money, for some of these players we're now lumbered with, the clubs we bought them off must have been having a party for a month afterwards because we've spent a lot of money and we've got no return. Not even looking like getting a return. Actually, we've spent a lot of money and we've gone down the ladder. 
You know, we've had a few FA Cups, which a lot of clubs would give the left yeah. arm for. But like, well, I did a thing. If your owner does not care, if, you, if you're working and your boss does not give a damn about your organization you work for, you can be as passionate and have the best mentality as you like. You ain't going to win anything because your boss don't give a damn. These people in recruitment that should have been sacked months and months, years and years ago, 10 years of bad recruitment, he's not doing anything with. So what he's saying to them is, doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter who you sign, let me know what money you need, I'll give it to you. I really don't care if you don't win anything because I've got no interest in Arsenal whatsoever. So go then. I don't want him in the club because what he's going to do then is leave the recruitment team to do what they're doing. David Lewis on another year. Five by me, how much does he want? 125? There you go. Have another year. That then says to the rest of the players, bloody hell, we can play absolutely dreadful if we want and we get another bloody contract here. This is brilliant. I'll stay here. So that's where the weak mentality comes from. And it's happened for years and years and years. And it goes down to poor recruitment and from the top. Until Kroenke goes, until this attitude changes, nothing will matter. We can go and sign Messi, Ronaldo. We'll still have the same problems with mentality. Honestly, this guy needs to go. There is no way we are going to move forward with the Kroenke's in charge. Josh Kroenke wants us to be excited by finishing 10th at the moment or being 10th at the moment. This is his idea of excitement. Or well, I tell you, that that is me done with both of them. And the problem we've got is we have got Raul and Vinay that are getting backed by this guy. Look at the bad recruitment over the last few months. And people are saying it was Gazidis, Lichsteiner, Dennis Suarez, Cedric Suarez, Pablo Mari, David Luiz. There's only Leno. These people have signed that I think is any good. Everyone else has been absolute dire or they've just gone. So everyone says it's bad recruitment from the previous regime. This is still happening. And Kroenke doesn't care. He just lets it happen because he's got no interest in the club. You can't actually sit there and say that you hate the guy because he can probably turn around and go, I don't watch Arsenal. Sorry, I've owned him, but I've got no interest. He's never come out and said, I want Arsenal to win. What's going on? He doesn't care, does he? No, he's got an appreciating appreciating More than than when Cronkey was here. Let's get this right. It's not Cronkey who's the problem. Right, the problem is right. This, this go in it. We have been saying for I don't know how long now. We going back. We need a decent goalkeeper and a centre half, and we were two players away from challenging for the title. It went on and on and on. This was before Cronky come along, and now when I look at it, right, Liverpool two two seasons ago. I watched Liverpool play two three seasons ago, and I, and I turned around. I've done it on an interview, and I said, if they got themselves a decent centre half and a goalkeeper, they'd be they'd be a top team. Same things. Same things as Arsenal wanted. What happened was they went and done it, and look at them. They went and done it. Whoever's in the recruitment there went and done it. We didn't, and we've not done it. We've not addressed it under Wenger. We've not addressed it last season under uh, Uri Emery, and we're not going to. You know, if we're not going to address it this season, you can blame who you like. At the end of the day, you know, it's up to Cronkay. Uh, he employs people to do the job. Well, huh? Who do you blame? Who do you blame? I I blame uh, the recruitment. The recruitment last season. I've seen it. You know it. We we know it all here. We we needed a decent back four to build and start start that. We didn't. He didn't. He didn't address it. He's brought in Socrates, David Louise. They're not good enough. Now at the end of the day, you know who's in charge of them people, though, Lee. That's what I'm saying. 
He needs to sack them. Listen, if you're in a job, if you're in a job, if they start with my dry cleaner, I employ somebody to go and press trousers. If he keeps pressing them wrong, I'm going to sack him. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you you, you know the, the the feeling is, you know, when, when they come for an interview, like for my for my guy Paul, when he come for his interview. Uh, he said, I'm a, I can press on that. And I believe him because I don't know. I said, all right, Paul, what can you do? He's, tr- he's proved to be a good presser. So I let him carry on pressing. You know what I mean? Like, at the end you of the day. But what, what's that? <laughs> he doesn't know. Yeah. If he starts putting double creases, then he's out. You know what I mean? It's as simple as that. But what I'm saying is, you know, realistically, I don't know how to press a pair of trousers. So Cronkite don't know how to, to go and buy a player. So he employs someone to do that. And what they're doing is keep completely mucking it up. So now I look at Cronkay and I'm going to think to myself, right, are you going to trust these clowns to go and get these players? Now, if they, if he gives them another 100 million, say, this season, and they can they mess it up again, I expect Cronkay then to say, right, no, you're out. And if he doesn't, yeah. he continues to keep doing it, then the fans have got to turn around and say, right, you know, basically, you're all crap, all get out. You know, at the end of the day, the recruitment hasn't been... It's not been ultimately, right, but in saying that, they've got recruitment. If it's recruitment, ultimately that lies at Raúl and Vinay's um, exactly. feet. And well, there you go, then. And- anybody here on this panel rate Socrates? Does anybody rate him? No. Does no. anybody rate him? Yes or no, right? No. So how comes a scout has gone out and said, this is the man for Arsenal? None of us don't rate him. So how can a scout... What does he see that we don't see? It's a sackable offence, isn't it? Surely it's a sackable offence. That is the <laughs> thing. That is the thing that, we've, that the Cronkies need to do differently. They, Karen Russell just put a comment up there and she's dead right. Kronky should now be looking very closely at Raul and Vinay. That's where they should be focusing their attention because Kronky owns the club. He knows nothing about football. He's put his faith in some people to make the football club great and he's given them money and they've let him down. So if I was Mr. Kronky now and I didn't want to sell Arsenal, I wanted to keep it, I would now be saying to Mr. Vinay and Mr. Raul, on your bike, you've had a lot of money and I've not seen the improvement. As a matter of fact, I've seen this get worse. Yeah? So if if, if, if Mr. Cronky is going to stay, he needs to look very closely at Mr. Mr. Raul and Mr. Vinayne. He needs to say, I'm not getting a return here. Off your trot. Well, so how long... How, hang on, Mike. One second. By the way, Sorry, listen. Right? So we, bought, we bought Louise, right? Why did we get Louise from Chelsea? Why? Not because we wanted him. Because Chelsea knew he wasn't good enough anymore. Chelsea wouldn't sell us a good player. Chelsea knew that he's past his sell-by date. They did the same with Czech. As much as I love Peter Czech, Peter Czech didn't pull up any didn't didn't pull up anything for us, did he? He was average at best. We, you don't buy players off of Chelsea and off of Man U. Look at who we got for of Man U: Mkhitaryan and Welbeck, right? These other these other Premiership teams ain't going to sell us anybody in the Premiership. Oh. What's that? Our recruitment on the top. Right, anyway, looking on, on a brighter note. Ferg, let's move on. We get it. Recruitment's done and Cronky needs to go. We get this, it. Let's move on. <laughs> this, this man, right? This man, Richard, Richard, right? 
How did you get that goalkeeper yesterday? I thought I'd have everyone with Malcolm Webster. I thought no one would get Malcolm Webster in that picture, mate. He didn't play many games, did he? No, he only played six games, never yeah, won a game six, for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. Listen, when so we out, is Richard knows his stuff. Yeah, yeah Richard's stuff. Yeah. Rich is Rich is our hoggicle almost, isn't he? So yeah, he, he does he does seem to know oh, a lot. He's fantastic. Um, we went out and listen, bought Jeff Hardy. He got, he got, he got the last thing I want to discuss before we finish, and we are got to run over again because it seems to be the, the thing these days. Um we haven't really looked forward to the Southampton game and the um the FA Cup game, which I said we were going to talk about. But briefly, uh, who thinks what um, Matteo Guendouzi did to Mopé after the game was a brave or a cow- cowardly thing? Who thinks it was showed fight? Who thinks he should have done it in the game? Uh, Richard, you go first. Well, I mean, I'd... No, I, I didn't agree with what he did. I mean, it was just a, it was, it was a coward's thing to do, wasn't it? Really, at the end of the game, you know, at the end of the day, obviously the, the challenge that Mope made on Leno was unnecessary. We know he didn't mean to hurt the goalkeeper, but he didn't need to make the challenge either, did he? So, I think at the time, maybe if we had done to him what their guy in midfield who got man in a match. Wendia was he's basically kicking everybody in our team. Uh, if we took turns in in kicking him, then he wouldn't have scored the winner, would he? Because he'd probably have to go off. Um, doing it after the game is just pointless, and he's lucky not to get a ban, isn't he? Really, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. caught by the cameras. I mean, if VAR reckon they've seen it, what have they seen? Because he clearly grabbed him round the throat and pushed him to the floor. Uh, that was after as well, straight after the goal, and he gave him a dig in the ribs, didn't he? As he ran past him. I mean, to me, that's just ridiculous. I mean, that's not it, what he needs to do. You know, he's got a lot of passion, maybe, and. He's He's quite excitable, Gwen Doozy. But what he needs to do is he needs to concentrate on playing football. And he needs to, you know, forget all the other stuff. He's a young lad. He's got a lot to learn. And that's not how an arsenal. He should look at Saka, the way Saka behaves on the pitch. The way that Saka is, a, is an example for everybody else and as a young player. And that's what he needs to look at. You know, don't carry on like that. That's not Arsenal. That's not what we should be doing. You know, concentrate on playing the game, win the game. And then after the game, say what you want to him. But he's made himself look an idiot, hasn't he? with what he said to him as well. And quite honestly, I mean, even though he's not banned, I wouldn't play him on uh, on Thursday anyway. Dan? Yeah, thoughts? it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. Gonna, oh, sorry, gonna, Dan. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, mate. Sorry, Dan. Sorry. That's all right, mate. No, big delay. cool, man. Yeah, there's a delay. That's all. Um, I am going to uh, agree with Rich to say to a certain extent because I think he should have done it on the pitch, not after the 90 minutes. However... His players have made him look a fool, in my opinion, because there's no leadership on that pitch. So when Gwen Doozy does something like that, everybody watches him. Nobody goes over and gives him an arm around the shoulder and says, listen, fella, I know you're passionate. You don't do that. But at the same degree, do we not mind seeing a little bit of fight? Do we not want a Diego Costa, Didier Drogba, Luis Suarez in our team? Because everybody loves him, apart from us neutral fans who hate them. And when we finally get one on a team that everyone says we lack, we criticise him. Yes, he should have done it in 90 minutes and showed that passion. Yeah? Frustrating as it is. But how can we look at Martin Keown jumping on Van Nistelrooy at after 90 minutes and say he's a hero and then go nuts at Gwendouzi because he's young? 
Because Keown's done it all, hasn't he? Keown like has done it all. Keown was a respected player. Gwen no, no, it doesn't matter. Gwen Dewey's no, 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 a kid. Gwen Dewey's a kid. It doesn't no, matter. Exactly. Well, that's, that's why I've said, Rich, he needs people around him to say you, either you do it or you don't do it. Or they either stick up for him and say, we're going to stand by our guy. Or they'd be weak mentality people like we are, are and go, oh, let him to leave him to cry on his own. He'll be all right. He's only 20. He'll be fine. He's a big boy. No, can no, 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 no. Ask, you sorry, don't do Dan, that. I'm going to interrupt here, mate. Can I just Go ask on, one Sonny. thing? Where was our captain during all this time? Thank, thank you very much. That was Where was our I was captain during all this time? Why next didn't our captain do say. anything? Where was he at the end of the match? Why didn't he pull Guendouzi over? Like Dan was saying, why didn't he talk to him? Where was our captain? It thank all you. comes back down to the Listen, weak mentality. all the time, boys. It goes on all the time. In, address, in, in tunnels, fights go off in tunnels and all that. Exactly. Good luck with them. Like, get them get, you know, I'm getting yeah, in. Yeah. Was doing a little bit more of it on But at the end of the day, I agree with what Richard's saying. He shouldn't have done it. You know, it's petulant. It's petulant. Like, but, you know, the, the end of the day, this fella's, you know, you've got to understand frustration comes into it here. He, mm. He's done what he's done to Leno. That, that, out of everything, I think that's why I was more annoyed going out about the game on, on, on Saturday. Not only the defeat, we'd lost Leno as well, which we thought was going to be for a long, long while. So his frustrations are, you know, it's an emotional game. He's emotional at the time. You know, if it was me, as it as he was going past the tunnel, I'd give him a little dig in the tunnel. That's what I would have done. You know what I mean? Captain or no captain? Like, well, you know we, found, but, we found out what Fabio you know, um, Ferguson, didn't we, in the tunnel? So come Exactly. On. We all, we another know, one, we? another one the... which we all laughed at. But yeah. when Doozy does it, and it's like, idiot, get rid of him, naive, needs to yeah. love, grow up. What's going on? I'm not saying idiot, get rid, okay? I'm not I'm not a great fan. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying that's what I've heard. I've had it all week on Facebook. But I... I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Guendouzi as a football player, um, but I did. I just thought like he could have done it in 90 minutes. I do like to see the passion. I do like to see, you know, something about them. But the whole team should have gone in in there, as as you said, the captain should be. It should have been a brawl. We should have taken points for like we did up at Manchester all those years back. Yeah, it, yeah, it, I agree. It should have been like that. We're either a team together. Are, we're not a set of individuals, and that's the problem that we've got at the minute. Um, with regards to the Leno tackle, what did we think of um, Mopay's, um, well, his challenge? Uh, Trevor, did you did you think his challenge was wrong? No. See him all the time in football. See him all the time in football. Leno's got very unlucky, and I feel very sorry for Leno. But you see players doing that in every game of football you watch. Malpais left the shoulder in and, and Leno's landed, landed, you know, a bit awkwardly. I'm not finished about Guendouzi yet, by the way, because I think what he did at the end, he was the only player that's showing a bit of pain that's getting beat, right? Guendouzi. He was the only yeah. player that was showing a bit of pain at getting beat. Now, Richard, I'm sorry. I don't know if you were there, but uh, let's go around the screen. Fergus, Mike, Danny Boy, and that man judges. You won't remember this because when we played away at Burnley this season, you were all drunk and I still remember you, see, because you can't remember, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Richard was there, by the way, as well. <laughs> yes, he doesn't even remember. Sorry, Richard. Sorry, son. Sorry, son. But the, the, the fact, that, I don't know if you remember, when we came off the field after that game, Gwen Doozy was getting right yeah. stuck into the Burnley crowd. He was yeah, really he was. going for it. Doing that with a rumble. Oh, the game again, though, isn't he? Why is why isn't he yeah. showing it in, in the game? Well, if he is showing it in a game. He does put himself about a bit, Richard. I think, in my opinion, 
but and, and to see him, he needs to learn how to do it. But for me, he's come off that field and he's gutted we've lost uh, when we played against Brighton. Gwen Doozy is gutted we lost, and I don't necessarily agree with what he did, but I do like to see someone that's a bad loser because when you've got bad losers in your side, you win games of football. Yeah, it's, it's probably you not win helped. games of football. It's probably not helped. But also, by... boys, also, which is a good point. I was going to say it, it's, a good it's not point with, like with years ago, years ago, Fergus. You could put, put it about. You can't put it about so much now. You can't no. put one on a player now. You get sent off. Years ago, you you know, in the, it's not that long ago. The Vieira and Keane days, you could smash someone and give it. You know, what I mean, these days now, you can't do it. You can't. You know, so Gwendoz, he can't do what we all want him to do. So sometimes that's how I feel. Is the game's changed, isn't it? Well, that, that's the you thing know, about with Gwendouzi. He's on only paper, 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, sorry, but, I'm sorry, Richard. I'm, sorry, I'll finish what I'm saying. Yeah, the thing is, with Gwendouzi, he's only 20 years old. You know, he's still learning how to play in the Premier League. But he's still showing. He's, just, he's trying. He's showing a bit of passion. Look what he's doing. He's trying his hardest. He's run around like, he runs around like a nutter half the time. Half the time, it's for nothing. I agree. But he's still running around like a nutter. But... You know, and this is where it comes down to where I was saying before about weak mentality. Their midfielder, who Richard mentioned, sorry, I forgot his name. He was kicking people about all over the place. Where's the person kicking him about? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Where's yeah. the person yeah. kicking him about back? And I know I'm going back a couple of years again, but you wouldn't see that happen to Vieira. You wouldn't see that happen to Tony Adams because I can tell you now, they'd be sliding through him with a two footed tackle straight away. It wouldn't happen. But we're letting this happen all the time. And it comes down to what we're saying about Trev, uh, with Trev, with Leno. With uh, Mopay, it, it happens all the time. You know, it, it's just unlucky for Leno, and fortunately, he's not going to be out for as long as feared. He's only going to be out for what six what, weeks. You know, now. It's it's it always ha- it always seems to happen to Arsenal uh, that we don't have uh, because we don't not- fight back. Yeah, because uh, you talk about that Burnley game, Trevor. Um, they were kicking seven bells out of us the whole game. It was a crap game, but they were kicking seven bells out of us. You remember, Richard? You were there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, they were. And, 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 I mean, and to be fair, I mean, Richard, don't drink. No, I don't, I don't actually. That's why I remember. That's why I remember I was there, Trev, because I wasn't drinking. <laughs> but I mean, I like Gwendouzi. I've got nothing against Gwendouzi individually. I mean, he's, he's not a bad player. And like everyone said, he's, he's still young and he's still learning. But, you know, the winning mentality isn't having a dig at someone after the game. The winning mentality is what you do for 90 minutes on the pitch during the match, which is why Keown was a winner, which is why Vieira was a winner. They didn't do, they didn't have to do slide digs after the game because on the pitch during the 90 minutes, they've proved that they were winners. Gwendouzi hasn't had the opportunity to do that yet. And I'm not saying he won't be able to, but until he can do that, he can't start giving it the bigger and to Brighton thinking he's the big man you know all that about how much he's earning and all that kind of stuff you know what I mean he's got to produce it on the pitch he's got to be a winner on the pitch first but who's well this is where it comes back down to Richard I'm sorry I'm going to interrupt him but it will come back down to the leaders that we've got now like Dan was saying earlier we've got no leaders no one's showing him no I agree I agree and if it's that's the thing that winds me up is if he's the one who's taking initiative to have a go at Mupe afterwards 
then you know what I mean over Aubameyang, who's our captain, and there's something wrong there, and, and it comes yeah, back if, down to that weak if mentality. For example, if if he'd gone if he'd gone into a few tackles, won a few tackles in midfield against their guy who got man in a match, right? Then other players in the team would have looked at that, and they would have probably done the same. But he didn't, and then the game finishes, and then he starts on him at the end. It's like you had 90 minutes to sort him out. All of all of them did. Mm. He, you know they could have they could have put some tackles in, couldn't they, in midfield, which they didn't. None of them did. Mm. You know, and then yeah. it, it takes one player sometimes to do that, and then the rest of them think right he set the standard now he's gone and made a tackle that's what richard, their lad did richard when doozy done that against spurs it's the one game i really rated him at spurs at the beginning of this season at, at the emirates and Super. he led he led from the front uh like yeah. from the midfield he, 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 he led needs by to do more doesn't he? he needs to that's yeah, what yeah, he needs yeah, to yeah. do that's what he, he needs to do yeah listen Listen, I, I, I'll still be a heavy critic of him because I think if you're getting paid what he's getting paid, I don't care how much or little he's getting paid, but he's getting paid a decent wage. He's at the top. Not as much level. as Mopay by the look of it. But he's at an elite level. He should be able to play at, at, at an elite level. And, uh, you know, Saka is only 18, 19, and he's not making stupid mistakes like that where yeah. you do have... Guendouzi doing it. Listen, moving on and just going round, what do we reckon on the Southampton game? Anybody confident in getting three points at Southampton? Yes. Positivity <laughs> <laughs> oh, strikes again, Trev. Go for it, lads. <laughs> Look, right. We've been, listen, listen. We've been being bullied for seasons and seasons and seasons now, boys. We, we, we've been, we were putting out sides a couple of seasons ago when our biggest player on the field was a five foot eleven centre half. I've been and watched just like the Southampton and Brighton last season, the season before. We've turned up and got bullied off the park. And I'll tell you what's going to happen against Southampton on on Thursday. We're going to get bullied again, and if we come away with a point, I'll be happy because that is our level now. God, I can't believe I'm being so negative. I'm <laughs> going to go for uh, for two all. To Southampton, as that because I'm that confused, <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do. Go on, Lee. Next, uh, unfortunately, I think that uh, defensively we're not good enough, and uh, I do think that we may nick one, but I think that uh, I think Southampton will be too strong for us. 2 1. I'm gonna go for Rich. Sorry, um. I think we're going to have to play well to win. I, I watched Southampton against Norris. They were really good. Um, Danny Ings is a great player. Will Prowse in midfield. I would say if I'm going to go for a draw 2-2 two -two, just because I don't want to say we're going to lose. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we do lose, but I'm going to say 2-2 two -two to try and be a little bit optimistic. Dan? I went for a 1-1 one, one for Brighton. I was very, very optimistic there, so I'm not going to be optimistic again. Uh, I am that confident I've put Danny Ings as my fantasy football captain, so I am going for 3-1 to Southampton. 3-1 loss. You heathen young man, you. You heathen. Finish this on a high. Um, Scunny? 2-1 loss. I, I, I've got to try and stay positive. I'm going to go 2-1 victory to Arsenal, but I'm, I'm not very hopeful. That's bad. When Trev laughs, that is bad. I think the issue Listen. might be... But I, no, Trev, I think the issue might be my next-door neighbour has lit up one amazingly big spliff, and I don't like that stuff, and it's coming in the window in my, in my office, so I can get the smell of it. <laughs> 
pass. I think that's what yeah. people will predict. That's, what it'll be. that's the only that's reason why you can <laughs> Listen, I want to I want to talk about something else quickly, Fergus, for ten seconds, right? If we don't qualify for any European games next season, and we can all travel in, the the lad that always, you know, well, we all know Ben Bennett. Me and Ben Bennett are going to go on a lads' drink up to Benidorm for a long weekend if we've got no European trips. So we want everybody in, please. Everybody, think about it. We've got no European away oh, to pay for. Judges, no judges European loves trip. Benidorm. Judges loves Benidorm. We'll get a pile of last I love Benidorm. I love Benidorm. Hey, Richard, you can come and be the driver's son if you don't drink. How's that? <laughs> well, that sounds good. Come in. Right. And right, right, so we're only seeing you, Richard. Finally, predictions for the FA Cup. Are we progressing in the FA Cup to the next stages? Are we going to beat Sheffield in 19 minutes? No, I don't no, think we are. Sorry. I actually yes. think we will. I actually think yes. we will. Sheffield United look as though they run out of steam in the break. So I I think we'll win 2 0 against Sheffield United. Yep. Yep. I agree. Right, guys. It might be our way to Europe, you know. Exactly. I I think we'll win it. I think we'll win the FA Cup. I think it's guaranteed. Nailed on. Nah. I'm not drinking. We'll beat Man City in the final. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what's in that? Do you remember the last lemonades? Come on, Rich. We'll have the lemonade out. I'm going Benidorm. If Richard comes, I'm going Benidorm and I'm not going to drink. There you go. I'm going to stick with Richard like that. Sounds good, Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm coming to Benidorm and I'm not drinking either. How's that? Yeah. Right. I'll tell you what. I'll just just drink it. All right, lads. I'll just do it all for you. Uh, we are done here boys you have been uh, listening to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans Trevor, Lee, Richard, Dan, Mike as always thank you very much really enjoyed it it's, uh, it's been it's been a laugh even if there hasn't been great stuff to, uh, to talk about um, yeah we'll be back next week uh, and we'll do it again one last thing to say up the arse up the arse up the arse Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.